Liesel, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I love Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. How can you not? They're pretty legit. It's a great business and it's even greater people. So local people running that business, doing great things. And, and it's the home for enlightened style shades enlightened style shades i just like saying that and it does sound it sounds sounds kind of big time it does sounds very big time and look they've got they don't just do shades like almost all of your interior decorating needs they're there they can help you get them i even have pillows i have pillows on my couch from budget blinds hmm. i didn't know you had pillows yeah Throw That's pillows. amazing. I know. And who doesn't love throw pillows? Everybody loves really. throw pillows. And supporting a local business that gives back to the community is always a win. Always a win. So when you're ready to make your home the best home it can be, go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Liesl and Nick sent you. Hello and welcome back to the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Parker. And with me as she is all the time now... Liesl Hayes. Hello, Lee Summit. I mean, I was going <laughs> to respond to it. I think you, I think you like me being around all the time. Let's be honest. Away. I know I won't go away. About. I'm just going to stay here until I win you over one day. That's the goal. <laughs> well, look, as long as you work for free, the odds are in your favor. <laughs> I, I'm excited about this this week's guest. This is I'm going to do a little fanboy uh, time. <laughs> Uh, our guest this week was uh, the voice of of my youth from the old Q104 days. I am the voice of your youth. <laughs> Randy Miller. Yes. Welcome to the program. Yes. Thank you, Nick. Uh, great to see you guys. This is also uh, now my new home, and I loved it when I came to the studio. You said, take your regular chair. <laughs> I, your- I, I'm glad I have a regular chair now here. So it- this is great. This is where I record my podcast. You right. know, Randy, I was happy that your regular chair wasn't the same as my regular I, well, chair. I, no, I mean, no, no, I no. Think- you have a nicer regular chair than I do. Oh, do I? I oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. My, mine doesn't even vibrate. <laughs> Well, you look, I was I was raised by a teacher. I'm married to a teacher, so there's assigned seating. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There you That's go. Right. Everybody's got your place. Everybody, yes. right. everybody has Take a, your seats. We actually met a little over a year ago now. Um, I've been helping you with your podcast, doing some production work, and yep. we're we're starting to do a few more things. Yep. I've just it was cool because I didn't know. What happened to Randy Miller after the Q104 days? It's and so now funny. you're doing some really cool work. It's so funny. You know, when you're you're fired as many times as I've been, <laughs> and, and it was, and, and I tell people this all the time, uh, because that's usually their first question is, so how many times have you been fired? And it's seven. It's seven times I've been fired. But every time it was to go to a different city, because I had to leave. You know, I, right. a, a station, a radio station would hire me to do the morning show, and they would say, do that outrageous stuff that you do. <laughs> And then I would do it, and they go, "No, we didn't mean that. You're fired." Uh, I, I, the thing that I always heard was, "We're going in a different direction." So I would have to go in a different direction. So I would have to leave. And they at radio stations, they never give you a chance to come back and tell people that you're leaving. You're just gone. You just disappear. And people are like, "Why? What happened? What?" And and of course, the the people that replace you on the radio, they're not allowed to tell people. Right. So it's just like you vanished in, into thin air. So I would leave. So when I first came to Kansas City, I was with a station called one hundred six point five KCI, and that station was a rock station. I came here from Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, I was married. I'd won my wife in a radio contest. And, 
That sounds like a great radio contest. It, it's a great radio contest. It was just for me because I was working in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was doing a morning show in Pittsburgh. And I just, I was 21 years old. I wanted to meet women. And so I came up uh, with a contest called the Birthday Fantasy Contest. And I said, you send me your picture and you tell me what you want for your birthday. And if we select it, you win. And so I get a letter and it, it was just all to meet women. I mean, honestly. And uh, <laughs> I, I get a letter from this uh, Renee Beldum, uh, no picture. But it was the only entry we got, so we had to go with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's and, amazing. And she said, uh, my uh, birthday fantasy is to have dinner with you. And I'm like, "What? we have a winner. Right. We have a winner. Nobody and, else needs to apply. No, it's correct. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I call her up. This is back, you know, before the days of recording and taping and seven-second delay and all this stuff. So I call her up live on the air. She works for a, a, a lawyer. She's a legal secretary. She answers the phone. And she said, hi, you know, whatever law firm. I said, uh, speak to Renee Beldum. And she said, uh, this is Renee. And I said, hey, lucky day for you. She goes, what? I said, this is Randy Miller. And she said, who? <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, Randy Miller with 96KX radio station. You won the birthday fantasy contest. She's, I said, I got your letter. She said, I never sent you a letter. I don't know who you are. And her coworker is howling with laughter oh, no. in the background because she sent a letter. And I said, well, listen, I've already bought the dinner, so you got to go. And she said, only if my coworker can come in case you're a creep. And we meet in a public place. So we met at the mall. And anyway, it, and, I, and I brought another disc jockey friend of mine with me. Uh, be, you know, we to, need a wingman. You have a wingman, right? right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was uh, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Well, that's awesome. Is that that's crazy? Really great, that is a great story. Is that's, that a great that's story? A really that great is, story. That's a great I mean, love who, story. who wins their wife in a radio contest? No one. I actually thought you were joking. No, I know. Why, why? Why is there not a Hallmark movie based on this? <laughs> there really could it, be. This this month on Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the story. You told the story about how they, you know, hey, go do the thing you just got fired from. Yeah. Right? Do it. Right. Do you label yourself as one of the shock jocks? You know, that's what they were called back then. You know, is, I mean, does that fit you? It was. It was so funny. It's. A, it's a great question. Uh, I didn't consider myself a shock jock, and especially in Kansas City, where you really not too tough to be shocking. <laughs> right. you, you know, if you, if you do the weather in an accent, you're. Ah! <laughs> uh, but I, I really always strive to be like not. Not Howard Sternish, you know. Um, I'll give you a great example. We had uh, my one of my first jobs. I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been in radio since I was 15 years old, and I worked at a few stations in Knoxville. Then I got my big break in Richmond, Virginia. So I was going to do a morning show in Richmond, Virginia, and I was like 19. You know, I'm moving away from home, and it's anyway. So I get there, uh, <laughs> and this was my first real introduction to the world of radio. So I'm doing my morning show. I'm I'm trying to I'm work I'm working my ass off. I, I mean I'm writing scripts. I mean it, it's an elaborate because I think that's what you have to do, and and that's just the way I worked, characters and different things. And uh, so it, I, the the program director there, all he was concerned about was you need to play more music, and <laughs> which a lot of program directors are concerned with that. And I said, well, you know, I'll, I got to. 
I got stuff to work in. I got to do this. And uh, so he and I kind of had a, a, a running feud. Well, during the time that I was there, there was a nationwide talent search on that I didn't even know about. And uh, they produced an album with the top five winners of the Drake Chenault talent search. It was Howard Stern. It was Jonathan Brandmeier. It was another guy named Jonathan Dahl, some other guy, and me. And, oh wow! And, and me at nineteen. Well, as wait, soon, was this is was this something that you entered? No, that you, no, it just no, it just I, I happened no organically. Idea. They had uh, apparently a copy of you know some of my show, an excerpt that they put on this album, and they sent out, and it was it, those are the winners, and uh, so as soon as that came out. I got fired. Why? <laughs> I got fired. Seriously? Because I wouldn't play enough music. So I'm thinking that's the end of my radio career. I, you know, I go back to, you know, tail tuck between my legs. I'm going back to Knoxville, Tennessee. I can't get a job. My my only job that I could get was as a traffic guy, and I'm up in a helicopter. <laughs> I kid you not. And I think, well, that's that's it, you know. And but uh, since that album was circulating around the country at different radio stations. That's how I got hired for the Pittsburgh job. And then, you know, it kind of went from there. But, man, it's it's bizarre, you know, the world of, of radio when you're trying to do something entertaining. So I didn't really, like a Howard Stern shock jock, I wasn't. Uh, did I try to do things that had never been done on the radio? Absolutely. When I came to Kansas City and worked at 106.5 KCI, uh, there was a guy there named Bill Rush, who we're still great friends today. He was the promotions director. So Bill came in as a character named Dr. Dildoni. And Dr. <laughs> oh Dr. Dildoni would come in every Monday and fart into the microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we had people call in to guess what he had for dinner. I mean, that, if that's shocking, I, I guess I was a shock. That job. had to be an interesting well, job description. Well, the, look, look, my first yeah. question is, what was the percentage rate of people getting it correct? It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> really? uh, I mean, seriously, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! And if you knew Bill Rush, he was the guy to do it. That was his perfect job. And what I remember from from growing up in the in the eighties was the uh, the commercials, the fake commercials. Yeah, and yeah, the songs, that, that, the parody commercials and the parody songs. That's I, man, I've always loved those. I've always loved. Those. I actually have a friend here in town who still has what he recorded on cassette. From really, where he would record from the show. Yeah. Well, we we did a song. Uh, I think it was at KCI. It might have been ZZ ninety nine because I went straight. I I got fired after a year at KCI. That's the other thing. You move across country. It's not like you're you're coming out your front door. You move across country and take all your stuff. I didn't have much stuff, but then you get fired after a year, and you're going, "Huh? What? What is this about?" But but luckily in that case, I did get hired across town at ZZ99. We used to always talk about Raytown, and Raytown at the time was not the bustling metropolis that it is now. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a little was kind of a hick area, you know, and tractors and yeah, hey boy, hey, and. Uh, and so I, I would make fun of Raytown on a daily basis. And in fact, we did a, one of the first parody songs we did was uh, to lay down Sally uh, was Raytown Sally. And it was not complimentary. <laughs> it was not complimentary. I will say that you couldn't do it now. And a lot of things you can't do now. But uh, at the time, it was a it was the perfect time to do the kind of radio that I was doing because you could get away with it. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
people were kind of shocked. But remember back a long time ago when when people could could take a joke or people had a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that went, but uh, that was the perfect time for for me to be doing what I was doing because we would have. Another example of that was the uh, the plaza lights. So the plaza lighting ceremony right. <laughs> is outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. Well, every year during the plaza lights, I would say we are giving away tickets to see the plaza lights, <laughs> to see the plaza lighting ceremony. Oh, my gosh. Hundreds of people would call in. Oh, I'm really? sure. Could you make it four? Because I got family coming in town. Uh yeah, yeah, we'll make it four. <laughs> we got you. Did you make like fake tickets to send them? No, or no? <laughs> no. That's great. When when they would ask, you know, where do we pick up the tickets? I'd say you go to the Plaza Merchants Association. Well, the Plaza Merchants Association was not happy. Oh, I'm sure. No, they were not oh, happy yeah, for, yeah. for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was, uh, you know, don't make people think that they have to pay to see the Plaza Lights, and. Uh, so that was explained to me a lot, but we just kept doing it every year, and and you know. Well, did you get fired after that? Oh, sorry. Not just for that. You. Not for not <laughs> not specifically for that. I got fi- I got fired at KCI for a uh, <laughs> for a dumb. Sometimes you get fired, and you go, "I'm gonna get fi- I'm gonna get fired." <laughs> like you know, April Fools was always a big deal for me. All the right. April Fools, you would have a colossal April Fools joke. And, and my wife would start packing because she knew that <laughs> April 2nd, we're leaving town again. But uh, at KCI, we did, a, a, I, I came up with a bit called the Mission Hillbillies. Uh, and uh, so Jethro would come in, and, and one day he came in, he, said, he just got married. And he said, Uncle Jed, uh, uh, what do I do on my wedding night? And, uh, and Uncle Jed said, well, no, you just wrote, you just take the biggest thing you got and put it where she pees. Well, that that didn't get me fired. Uh, and then Jethro came in the next day. And said, yeah, did you do, do, do what I told you to do, Jethro? Yeah, I took my shoe and threw it in the toilet. And that's just that was it was just a joke. It was, oh my God. It was just a dumb joke. Right, right. Well, well we had this uh, woman named Sharon Jenkins, a listener. They called the station. Uh, she called the. Unfortunately for her, she called the uh, the control room where, you know, we, we were doing the show. Right. And she, uh, I, I picked up the phone and and uh, we're live on the air and Sharon says, uh, I want to complain about Randy Miller. So he told this disgusting joke this morning and uh, he needs to be fired. And I said, uh, let me transfer you to the general manager. Yes, the general manager, let me help you. <laughs> and we're still on the air. Yes, yes. This this is it was disgusting. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't listen to the show. Could you re- tell tell me what the joke was? Well, I don't want to tell the joke. Well, I, I I didn't hear the joke, so she tells the joke. Oh no! I said, well, we'll we'll certainly take care of this. Hangs up. I'm sure her friends told her that you were just on the radio and told this joke. Calls back. One hundred six point five KCI. And she says, Randy Miller just put me on the show and me, and I told this joke. I said, that is disgusting. Let me let you talk to the program director. Yes, can I help you, please? <laughs> oh, my god! She tells the joke again. Oh, gosh. She fell for it twice. Yeah. Oh. So then she sued the station, and then I had to leave. 
Oh, well, okay, that that might have been one, you know. Well, in your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, is a, this is a great time to switch gears because I think I, look, all of that stuff is awesome. But I think people will be surprised. To it's know. all in my new book. Oh. It's all in oh, my new yes. book. Well, tell us, tell us the title. Uh, let me read it. Prize, <laughs> prizes, pranks, and the purse lady. And, I, and I'll explain the purse lady later on. But <laughs> if you go to randymillerradio.com, you can get a copy. Of it. It's got, it's got, it's it's too much. It's all got, the, yeah. It's all, all, all the stories about. Yeah, all the stories, all the behind the scenes, all the, uh, the people that did crazy things to win prizes, which there are a million. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. But, but I interrupted. No, you. no, you're fine. I, I just, it's such a fun, and I I like to be cognizant of people's time because I feel like I could just let you tell stories for hours. And I could I could tell stories a, for it'd, hours. It'd be yeah. a blast. Yes. and we would enjoy it too. We but would. I, but I think people might be surprised about what you're doing now yes. and how you're using your voice um, because it doesn't. I mean, it's everywhere because of what we're doing through the right. podcast and, right. and, and, and other stations. But really, uh, you are you are now doing a show that focuses on veterans. I'm on trying to atone. I'm trying to atone for my previous life. <laughs> That's what I'm trying you know, to do. I Nick. think it really sounds like you are. I mean, I, from well, a karma perspective, just kind, I think you're good to go. Just kind of, you know, fell into this. Well, it, it was kind of born out of necessity for me because uh, I talk about it in the book. Every time that I would get fired, uh, I and I've worked. I did mornings in San Diego and Atlanta, uh, in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Your wife is a saint. You're only the nine millionth person <laughs> to ever I say that. Met her, oh, but she, she is. She is. She is a saint. At Saint Renee is what we call her. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, and that's the other thing too. Uh, I think if you if you have a life like mine or, or a career like mine, you got to have somebody that likes a little adventure. You know, likes to likes to kind of roll with the flow, and that's how she's always been. So it's it's just been a kind of a fun experience for us. But um, every time that I would get get fired, uh, leave town, I'd always come back to Kansas City. I came back to Kansas City four times uh, for four different stations. So you know, it was almost like okay, you, you go do that over there for a while, and 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 luckily, uh, it, it was always the number one rated show. So the fan outcry would be enough that they would bring me back for more money. And every time I got fired, I would go to a different radio station for more money. At one point, and I talk about it in the book, uh, when I was at Q104, that was my my last official morning show gig here that had a long run. I was there 13 years uh, when it was young country. And um, Were was, you part of the changeover when it went from top 40 to country? No, first day. First, for the first day. First oh, day. wow. First you day. came in the middle of that transition. Well, and, and that was not a happy transition for a lot of no, people. I, to, sure. I, yeah. I was not a happy fan. Right. I was not happy <laughs> Right. To go from top 40 to... Yeah. Dog and a log and a fog and a... And, and so for me, uh, I didn't really play much music. You know, I played maybe two records uh, an hour, so it didn't really matter. I mean, a lot of the people that listened to me before in top 40 still listen to me uh, doing this stuff because, you know, I just use the, the songs to kind of get the next thing prepared. So when I came back, um, it, it, it was a... I, I didn't really want to come. I, I was in Cincinnati and uh, and I got fired there, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll go back. <laughs> and so I came came back, and 
it, it was an enormous contract. I, I mean, near the near the end of my run there, probably halfway through, I was making with bonuses pretty close to a million bucks a year. Wow! I, and that's in you know that time frame money. Um, and I just thought that would always that was always going to be the case, until it wasn't. <laughs> and you know, when I officially wore out my welcome in Kansas City. Uh, man, it, it was tough. I mean, it, it, I had to, I had to pivot and, and do something else. So I started a small advertising agency called Brainstorm Media, which I still have. And a lot of the people I'd met in radio, like Gail's Harley Davidson and some of the other folks came on board and kind of, you know, let's help Randy out. And, uh, so I did their stuff and then I hooked up with uh, Crowley Furniture Company here in town and we do all of the, still do after 10, 12 years, all of their TV commercials that they, that they do. And so doing that, it kind of led me to start creating these weekend radio shows for different companies in town. We did a few for, you know, uh, healthcare and different things. Well, a lot of people don't even know this, but the uh, uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars National Headquarters is in Kansas City. I didn't know that. A yeah. lot oh, of yeah. people do not know that. Uh, Broadway, the, the uh, right there on like 34th and Broadway or something. Okay. Yeah. Big VFW sign. And so I went in there. Uh, I had I had looked at their website and went in there and pitched them on doing a nationally syndicated radio show. The communications director, Jerry Newberry. And he said, why do we need to do a, a nationally syndicated radio show? I said, because everybody else thinks you're just a bunch of drunks that play bingo. I said, I, but you do great work. And he was like, well, maybe we should. <laughs> so we did. We started doing that with the VFW. Uh, Jerry and I, were we co-hosted. We did it for a couple of years, and then Jerry ended up retiring. And then I took the show over, made it into a weekly two-hour radio show, nationally syndicated. We picked up another 24 veteran support organizations, you know, like uh, Wounded Warrior and Disabled uh, American Veterans. And I started, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a veteran. I didn't know many veterans. But, man, I started drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, I, I understood the importance of these veterans and what they meant to everyone. And I thought, man, if I can just, if I can shine a spotlight on that, and we've been doing this show now for about 10 years. It's called the uh, National Defense Network. Now we've grown uh, to the point where we, we do the two-hour radio show, but we also do uh, a podcast, a weekly podcast. And, it's and that one's called Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute. Yeah, you can find it anywhere. And we've been so lucky to kind of find this, this lane where celebrities would love to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Which was weird. I mean, I, in my in all my years of uh, morning show radio, I never had guests like that. Interesting. Know. What was your first celebrity? Tom Hanks. Okay. Oh wow. Oh, that, just a, a just small Tom guest. Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, but, he's not a player in Hollywood. The first. So we still had the the one hour show when Tom came on for the first time. Yeah. And 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 people say, why, why would Tom Hanks come? on? All of these celebrities have uh, a connection to the military that people don't know about. Tom Hanks is the chairman of the board uh, for the Elizabeth Dole Foundation Hidden Heroes program that supports veteran caregivers. Mm-hmm. Who knew? You know, Stephen Colbert's not going to talk about that. And so they like to come on and talk about other things than they normally talk about. So we had the one-hour show when Tom Hanks came on. 
We asked him one question. He talked for 45 minutes. I kid you not. And I had to interrupt him at some point to go, Tom, we're only a one-hour show. And he goes, am I talking too much? Go, oh, my no, God. It's great. We love it. You know, and sometimes that's not the best guest to have. But then other times it's oh. like, I'm just going to let you go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, and, and he's been on three other times since then. But, you know, uh, Bradley Cooper, Charlie Sheen, Dolly Parton. I mean, hundreds, hundreds. Uh, if you go to Celebrity Salute podcast, you can you can hear all of all of those conversations. But it's just amazing to me how uh, how much they want to talk about how much they love the country and how much they support the military. And it's just you know it's just so refreshing because they never get a chance to say that. So that's that's been kind of cool. Well, we just did uh, a, a great one with. Here, uh, Chef uh, Robert Irvine. Yeah, Chef Robert Irvine. It was, it was, in my opinion, one of the best interviews ever because we included five wounded warriors. So five wounded warriors are sit, sitting in, and they're and they all are interested in the restaurant or food truck or graduate of uh, culinary institute. They all want to find out what he knows, right? And to have that opportunity to sit down with Robert Irvine and let him answer your questions. And he did not give lip service. Oh, he was phenomenal. I had to edit out when he gave his actual personal email address. Yes, <laughs> we, right. We probably should give that to the masses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, he he is he wants to help. He wants to help veterans. Well, what do you say? He travels 150 days a year to military bases to cook for vets. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. I yeah. learned. I didn't realize that he was now a citizen. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Test. Yeah. Well, and he, he's also a veteran. He he was the in... Royal, Royal Navy? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Royal Navy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's cool, and he's a great example of that, as I've listened to these over the last year, is a lot You know, a lot of celebrities come on to promote their things. Right. Which is fine. Yeah, right. But the minute you bring up... And we still have some of those, too. You still do, but the yeah. minute you bring up your real cause and purpose on this show, yeah, right. they switch gears not only really fast, but willingly, and they want to yeah. jump on that, and they all usually have a story to tell. They, they, yeah, it's either a family member or a time that they went on a USO tour or, or something like that. And it's always so gratifying to hear that. And, you know, the uh, so the show is on uh, over 100 stations in the U.S., but it's also on Armed Forces Radio Network. So those veterans that are deployed get to hear that. And, you know, we always tell people we're kind of the USO of the radio, you know. But then, the, and then the, the podcast, which is everywhere, uh, kind of reinforces that. And so it's just a nice kind of one-two punch there for, for, and, you know, as far as I know, we're the only show that does that. And we, you know, companies that come on and support us, a great example is Disney. Disney's one of our partners. And you wouldn't think of Disney as being like a real military. Friend. Oh, my gosh. It, it was built by veterans. It was run by veterans. Roy Disney served in the military. I had no idea. I didn't either. So, yeah, it was cool. What uh, can you think of a, a another kind of a great story or a guest you had that really just kind of stands out? as Like you didn't expect yeah. to get that from them. Yeah. Well, one, one guy that you probably wouldn't, I don't know if you'd know, there's a guy named Jake Johnson. He's an actor. He was on New Girl. Yeah, that's actually, I think, the most most listened to episode of the Celebrity Salute podcast. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. He he was. I did. I wasn't. You know, tremendously excited about it because I I kind of I saw a New Girl and then he's on this. He's got this new show on 
um, yeah, Netflix remember. or something yeah. called uh, Minx, and uh, it's a pretty pretty great show. So, but I saw that he was from the Midwest, and he's kind of a regular guy. He was hysterical, hysterical. I mean, he came on and told great story. We talked about how because he, he, I guess, he was raised right outside of Chicago, and I said. And, and we we both knew exactly what we're talking about. I said, in the Midwest, you don't have to finish your sentence. Like, people are so knowing about what you're doing. Like, yes. I, I, I walked into the high V and they were supposed to snow that day, snow a lot. And there were a couple of snowflakes. So I walked up to the counter and uh, the guy looks at me and I go, I, I just pointed outside and I go, not what they said. And he goes, right. I mean, but that's, <laughs> that's a typical conversation. And, and, and everybody in the Midwest has like, I know a guy. I, I got five guys. Right. You know, you know, we've we've lived here long enough where when you got your guys, you're, you're pretty much you're done. You know, uh, somebody needs, uh, you know, uh, my dishwasher broke. I got a guy. Right. I got a right, guy. Right, you, right. Know, you know, and and we have we have horses. Uh, we live in a, uh, have a horse ranch uh, just east of uh, Lee Summit, and and uh, you know the horse people. I got a guy. Yeah, my horse has uh, a cough. I, I got to, you know. But it, but it's just that Midwestern sensibility that I grew up in the South uh, where you don't have guys. You know, you just really don't know a guy. You try to do it yourself. Well, here, you got you got a guy. And <laughs> it's so funny. I have, the last time I was fired in Kansas City, uh, my wife and I decided we're, we're sticking here. You know, we, we love, and I do, I love Kansas City. I so, always say it's the best kept secret in the country. And it's so easy to live here. It's so easy to live here. Now, where are you, are you from? I'm from Manhattan, Kansas. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. but you're still. Yeah, still Midwest, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to go up to, uh, uh, is it uh, Junction City? Yes, mm-hmm. Junction City. Yeah, I mm-hmm. had, had, a, had an advertising client up there. It was a furniture store. Oh, what's the name of it? That's bad when you can't remember the name of your furniture store. Uh, but I would go up there and uh, like once a month and we'd shoot commercials and uh, I'd always go by the uh, big red one. Oh there. yes, yeah. definitely. Oh man, that's uh, that's quite a place. It is quite the place. I mean, you think about where Kansas City is located militarily. You got the big red one there. You got Whiteman Air Force Base on the other side. Ha, we're, we're going to do a show from Whiteman. I was about to ask oh, if, really? I, could, if gonna, I could ask you about that. Yeah, when are you going to do that? We're, we're nailing it down right now. I think it's going to be first or second week of October, and Robert Irvine is coming back in to cook for the troops. Oh, my goodness. He's That's the, amazing. He's going to the base. We're going to do the show from there. He's if gonna, there's an episode people should start with, I would uh, say that oh, one. Oh, that will be yes. a great one. Was, Good point, Nick. That, that's what I tell people, I mean, too. I will tell you just as I sat here. I was prepared to not be that impressed. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm impressed. standing. I can hear what you're saying. I'm I here. Was I'm right here. Incredibly impressed. I'm right here. Oh well, no, I meant with him. Oh, okay. I meant with him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us again about your book, where people can get it. Uh, so yeah, if you go to randymillerradio.com, that's where to get the book, and all of the profits go to Fisher House. And let me talk to Fisher House for just a second. We partnered with Fisher House on on um, our show for. Now, pretty much the whole time, Fisher House is like a Ronald McDonald house for veterans. So they build these houses. I say house. It's 18 suites. And they just built one in Kansas City. And it's right beside the VA hospital. So when veterans have to come in for treatment at the VA, they stay there free. And their families, free, for as long as they receive treatment, free. And, you know, everybody knows that if you're having something done to you, you know, medically, you want your family there. 
Right. Right. Absolutely. And so Fisher House, I think I think they're up to almost a hundred Fisher Houses around the country. It's wow. a great, That's great. great organization. So all the profits uh, from the book go there. I do want to tell you the, again about the purse lady, though. Prizes, pranks, and the purse lady, the misadventures of the Randy Miller Morning Show. Do you know about the purse lady, Nick? I don't remember it. I can't remember. So so there are a couple of things. When, when people see me here, uh, they always say, they're like, uh, oh, you're still alive. <laughs> and, and then they say, th- they always ask me about two two episodes of the things that that really got me in trouble one is uh we had the great i'll give i'll give you three uh one of my favorite promotions we did was to give away free pizzas now we had a stunt guy named dangerous dave that would go out and deliver these pizzas during the morning show to people's houses now 6 30 in the morning hot piping delicious pizza the only catch was you had to answer your door completely naked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> completely naked. If you're wearing socks, no pizza. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's one. Uh, the other one is when we decided that we should take Dave, Dangerous Dave, and this other guy that hung around the studio named Edgar. He was an Egyptian guy. He didn't really work there. He just kind of hung around. And we used him on the show. So... We had a great idea today. Uh, One day, we would take Dave and Edgar and put them in orange jumpsuits at about 7 o'clock in the morning and handcuff them together. And then they they would go around Hallbrook and and knock on doors and very politely ask, may we borrow a hacksaw? Very, very... (laughs) I actually remember this one. Yeah. I'm yeah. dying. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm dead. That's, yeah. yeah. I think I was about seventh or eighth grade at oh that point. Oh, my gosh. So. I remember Dangerous Dave calling me up going, Randy, there is a policeman with a rifle to the back of my head. <laughs> because people, I guess, called in, right. you know, to, to the cops as you would. And and I was hauled in front of the uh, uh, the prosecutor on that one. Oh, my gosh. And, and <laughs> Worked out a deal to do uh, uh, some free commercials for the uh, police department. <laughs> oh, well, you know, yeah, that you was might a, as well trade something. Right. That was a sweaty moment. I'm sure it was. So, But the purse lady was an episodic thing that we did that was a real story that happened uh, when my daughter, Charlsie, uh, we were shopping, Christmas shopping at Oak Park Mall one, one night. And I see a lady getting ready to leave and she's put her purse on top of her car and so she's pulling out of the 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 space and and the purse falls into the parking lot well i'm 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 flagging her down hey you get your and she thinks i'm just some kind of a nut she flips me off and she drives out (laughs) so then you got a decision to make so do i take the purse and turn it into the security people at the or do i make it part of the show well for me it's real easy (laughs) so i took it into the station the next day and i said listen I told the story. I said, I have your purse. I said, if you know or are this lady that lost her purse, just give me a call. All I want is an apology. I just want an apology. And you get your purse back. Well, it took about 30 minutes, but she called in, the purse lady. Wow. As she was to come to know. And, uh, and she calls me everything but son of Sam. I mean, she is, you're the one who stole my purse. I said, listen, I didn't steal your purse. I rescued your purse. I have your purse. I said, all I want to know, you'll never get an apology out of me. I'm coming down there to get my purse. I said, not getting your purse. Oh, 
So I asked the listeners, what should we do with this purse? And we got a lot of suggestions. Oh, I bet you did. Oh, man, we got a lot of suggestions, especially after her tirade. And, right. Oh, she went on and on. Uh, so I decided that for every day that I didn't get an apology, I would reveal one item from the purse every day. I would just take one item out and talk yeah. about it. And, yeah, you know, see, right, see absolutely. Went on for three weeks. She called in every, not every day, but every other day, and just, just railed against me. And people loved it. Oh, man. I mean, they got so into it. And I did, too. So after about three weeks, she uh, she calls in with someone else who is like an attorney and says, we're coming down to the station to retrieve my purse. And I said, I don't have your purse. And she said, what? I said, no, the last time I saw your purse, it was on a Q104 billboard on I-35. And that's the last place I, I've seen it. <laughs> Never heard from the purse lady again. But, I mean, it was such, I mean, it went on forever. Oh, that had to have been such good fodder. Okay, question. Yeah, it was great. What was the most interesting or funny thing that was in the purse lady's purse? Uh, it would—it was something that hummed. <laughs> <laughs> but look, look, wow. she was prepared. She, she, oh, was, she was, was very prepared. prepared. And apparently... She needed it. <laughs> she because, did. Yeah. She needed look, release. She was not right. nice. Yeah. Like, I, I'm glad I have not run into the purse lady <laughs> as far as I know. That is that is awesome. I, well, hope, oh I hope she doesn't live in Lee Summit. I hope not That's either. That's all I can say. You know what? Yeah. We're, we're a great community. I love Lee Summit. I, I love Lee Summit. Listen, out of everybody, I lived in Orland Park for a while. I lived in Spring Hill, Kansas for a while. Uh, Bucyrus, Kansas. Uh, you know, we've always had horses, so we, we're not allowed to live near people. But we Lee, Lee Summit has some, fabulous. I'm going to uh, Firebirds tonight for dinner. Yeah, so oh, good. My gosh, it's just everything here is so great, and I, and I just. I, you know, Blue Springs wants to be Lee Summit so badly. Like, I grew up in Blue Springs. Yeah. Guess where my home is now as an adult? Lee Summit. Lee Summit, of yeah. course. Yeah, a- absolutely. Fine town, but Lee Summit's where my home is. Uh, Blue Springs Mayor Carson Ross married somebody from Lee Summit. Yes, he did. Yeah, so that's that's how, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't find a woman in Blue Springs <laughs> that he wanted to marry. He should have oh. had a contest. <laughs> he he should have had a contest. Have. The Blue Springs Birthday Fantasy Contest. Yes. Maybe, maybe we'll just bring that back. That's right. I don't think his wife would appreciate it now, though. Yeah, I you know, know, I don't know. I, mean, well, I, think they, you know. I, I think they just had their wedding. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. We it probably just, won't do that now. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. Well, it's so cool to know that you're you're a part of this community. I mean, look, when I first when 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 the the business partner of yours first called me, I'm like, was he in Philadelphia or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I, I I can't get out of here with mentioning that we also do a Kansas City based. Uh, it's not a podcast. It's just a fun show that I like to do with a guy named Michael Seward at randymillerradio.com. And that's just, that's just for, for me. That's just for, you know, to have fun and go in and, and we bring on uh, bands and different personalities from Kansas city and just gets kind of my Kansas city connection. You that's know, awesome. Keep that alive. It's, it's so fun. And it's just, it's just a, uh, just a great place to live. It you know? is. Okay. We, speaking of connection. Yeah. Where can we find you on either social media, your website? Just want to make sure that we promote you. Thank you. Well, if you go to uh, uh, National Defense, uh, that's our Instagram. Um, Typically, National Defense is, I'm not exactly sure what our 
YouTube pages? Do you know, Nick? Uh, yeah, it's Celebrity Salute. Is that Celebrity Salute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, if you, if you the, the podcast will be where to start. You know, if you go to Celebrity Salute and just check out the array of so many people that, you know, came on with us that were just, have been phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I mean, we had, uh, just to tell a quick story, uh, we interviewed Dave Ramsey, the uh, financial guy, the other day for the podcast. Yeah, Nick told me about it, yes. Yeah, and he was great. And so the Dave Ramsey people called me after that, and they and uh, I guess his uh, his press people or his PR people, and said, uh, "Can we? Can I just ask you a question?" And I said, "Yeah." She said, "How do you get all these celebrities?" <laughs> and and I said, "Well, it's all in who you know." And she said, "No, I I'm serious." She goes, "We had a planning meeting, and I I gathered my team in here, and we." went through every celebrity that you've had on your show. She goes, it's phenomenal. She said, I don't know how you, I said, a lot of it is threatening. You know? <laughs> threatening but, to steal their purses. Well, exactly. Well, yeah. You, 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 you gotta That's ha- why Hanks gave him 45 yeah, minutes. absolutely. <laughs> Hanks did not want his merce taken, okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the other thing with the celebrities that come on. We just ha- we just have a ball. We just have a good time, you know, and and they can sense that if they're having a good time, everybody's having a good time, and that's that's the secret of radio. I think or any kind of medium over the years, if you are having a legitimately good time doing what you're doing, people are listening or or too. You know, they just love that. So well, and I think it just fits so well for this style for radio for yeah, podcasts. Yes, I mean, like I grew up in newspapers. I spent most of my adult life writing. Yeah, and the last six years of doing it this way is the best. Oh, some of the most fun storytelling I've had. I, I've I've talked to a few celebrities that have their own podcast now, that are actors or musicians or whatever. They said if if everything goes away that I'm doing, I'm keeping a podcast because it's just fantastic. It's easy. It's fun. It's just a fun thing to do. And you get the best stories from people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, and it, it's different when you got, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen going on uh, <laughs> a rampage. That was, that was a, he's been on a couple of times and that was a fun interview. <laughs> I'm uh, sure just, it was. Is, is that one where did you just hold on? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't know where it's going, but I'm holding on. I'm just going right. to hold on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had plenty of content. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> oh, I, I he did. I bet the stuff that didn't get put in is probably some of the best. Oh, no, no. We put everything in. That, that's the one thing about our podcast. Uh, diseases and everything. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Randy, hey, it is, it is a lot of fun to get to know you and, and, Thank you, and Nick. working with you. Yeah, man, this has and been this great. Show, this show is so cool. Celebrity Salute. Thank you. can you. find that podcast on any of the podcast apps. Go listen to some celebrities, but also great stories yeah. of, about supporting our veterans. And and every once in a while, too, you get the veterans and some great, great stories. Oh. Start with the Chef Robert Irvine episode. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. That'll wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.